Good morning, Buccaneer fans. How's everybody doing? Casey Phillips here with senior writer and editor Scott Smith. And this is where we talk about all things Buccaneer news, answer all of your questions. So if you have a question for us, make sure you head on over to the Buccaneers Facebook page and underneath the live video, that is where you can ask us your questions uh, as we give people a chance to head on over and do that. Um, we of course have a delightful award because that is what happens every time we win a game, I feel like. Well, have you noticed the pattern? I don't know. Every, Tell me. Every home game, the Buccaneers have gotten a player of the week. Well, look at that. Look at Bradley that. Pinion, Bradley Pinion in week one, we beat Dallas at home. And then Mike Edwards with the two pick sixes against Atlanta. And now Tom Brady for the 32nd time in his career, which is the most for any player, has won yeah. a player of the week award. It's only a second NFC offensive player of the week. So, I mean, let's not get too crazy about this now. But 32 overall, most anybody's ever done. And he got it for amazingly, this is hard to believe, but he did something that he's never done before, which if you're Tom Brady, that doesn't happen very often. That's true. He's thrown, for, he's thrown for 400 yards in a game. He's thrown five touchdown passes in a game. He's done the first one 12 times, the second one nine times, but he's never done both in the same game before. So if Tom Brady does something that he's never done before, he's probably going to win player of the week just about every time. Yeah, that seems fair. Um, and I mean, yeah, when you talked about he only has he's only done it twice in the NFC. I'm like, man, guys really got to step it up. You know, it's just just been slacking over here. Once the season is is kind of lame, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, come on. Uh, and hopefully we'll break the pattern this week and get a player of the week on a road game, um, which speaking of that, it is definitely the short week. We are doing this show uh, a day before a game, which is not a thing that typically happens. So tell us a little bit about what that has meant in terms of the team schedule and then also what it means about what we know injury-wise as compared to this time each week. I think the best way to illustrate how different of, of a week and how compressed of a week for the players and coaches this is, is when Tom Brady said on Tuesday morning, he normally talks on Thursday morning. This week was Tuesday morning and it was about 11 o'clock. And he said, we have basically got our entire offensive game plan installed by 10:45 today. Normally, in a normal week, you don't even start installing your game plan until Wednesday. So it's like 24 hours before you would normally even start installing your game plan. Tom said he was watching film preparing for the um, Eagles on Sunday night. And if you saw Bruce Arians' very brief post-game speech, um, which you can always watch those when we win on on Buccaneers.com, he basically is like, "Hey, great game, you blah blah blah," but we can't celebrate this yet. We have to immediately start working on the Eagles. So celebrate this next weekend. And if the Buccaneers can get the win in Philly, then they can really enjoy that nice back end of the Thursday game. It, it's hard to prepare for it, but it's that little mini buy afterwards. that's nice. And that also um, has to do with injuries. As you brought up, it does give you less time. Like coach Arians at the beginning of the week said that Rob Gronkowski was going to be very, very close if he'd be able to return in time for Thursday and he hasn't practiced yet, so I don't know if he's going to make it, but if it was a Sunday game, he'd probably make it. Same thing with Antoine Winfield, apparently very close to getting out of the concussion protocol, but will it happen in time? As of yesterday, Bruce says, we'll, we'll find out tomorrow, but if he's not out of it, we're not going to bother bringing him with us because he doesn't need to go through that travel if he's not going to play in the game. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. So overall, where do we feel like we stand on the injury front of how we've seen who's, if none of these guys are ready, and of course, we also now have Levante that... Um, is a new addition to all of that. So based on who all is out, who we've seen fill in for all of these people, how do we feel about, particularly on the defensive side, where we stand going into this Philadelphia game? Yeah, it's pretty obvious Levante isn't going to play. I don't know if they know how long he'll be out yet. High ankle sprains can be a little bit tricky. 
Um, I, it was good that Bruce said he didn't have much swelling, but it seems pretty obvious he's not going to play this week when they bring out Kevin Minter to talk about filling in for him. So, uh, you know, Kevin Minter has done a good job uh, the few times he's had to fill in in the last couple of years, but it's always been for Devin White, not Levante. Uh, so what you lose in Levante is one of the best cover linebackers in the league. And we're coming off a game where really the only thing that stung us from the Miami offense were the dump off passes to the running backs. I mean, Miles Gaskin was the only real weapon that the Buccaneers had trouble stopping in that game. Philly throws the ball a lot to their running backs, uh, Miles Sanders and Kenneth Gainwell. So it's going to be something that, you know, it's going to be a, a challenge for Kevin Minter, but he's always been up to those challenges before. The secondary looks about the same. Jamel Dean came back and looked good. Uh, Richard Sherman, you know, he's still getting his football legs underneath him, but I think he's winning or at least holding strong with his veteran savvy and experience right now. Pierre Desir is there if you need him. Ross Cockrell is playing in the slot. Mike Edwards fills in for Antoine Winfield. So there's an obvious plan for all of these absences. Uh, it, it, it's not fun that they're happening, but a lot of teams run league are going through injury problems right now. I mean, the, the Giants lost Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, and Kenny Galladay all in one night so or one day. So, I mean, you can't really complain too much because everybody's going through it. Right, for sure. Now, this this question is a very specific statistic that I'm sure, I don't know. I mean, I never want to doubt you. You know a whole lot of things that I'm always amazed when you know them, but um you may have to follow this up in a mailbag or something when you when you look this up. But uh, Richard said um, Brady has the chance to have 2,000 yards passing after Thursday's game. Where does that rank on how fast a Bucks QB has hit 2,000 in terms of in, in six games being able to do that? I mean, I can't speak with total authority on that, but I'm pretty sure that would be the first because I'm, I look through some of the notes that PR put out early this week, and I believe 1,767 yards by Brady is the most – a Bucks quarterback has ever had through five games. So I think it's pretty safe to say that 2000 through six games would be a buck record. I mean, that's, that's more than 300 per game. And Casey, the game has changed so much. I remember in the nineties and not just the, not just because the Buccaneers were generally a defensive led team with kind of anemic offenses, but the game has changed and you were excited anytime your quarterback threw for 300 yards. Now it's basically, 400 yards where you start to get wide eyes because you know Tom Brady's averaging like 340 yards per game it's kind of ridiculous um but that's the way the game is now so I think that's probably going to be a record yeah and uh we had Daniel ask do you think any of our games in this season will be flexed yeah there's a good chance late in the season of which I was looking at a schedule um the you know one one of the possibilities is if Carolina continues to be a contender. There's two Carolina games for the Bucks in the last three weeks. I'm, I'm looking over my shoulder at the schedule I have back there. Um, the, se the second one is in the last week of the season. I'm pretty sure they don't flex games in the last week of the season, but the one in week 16 out of 18 uh, at Carolina, if it's a battle for the division still at that point, that's obviously one. The Buccaneers got the maximum number of primetime games that they could have uh in five to start the season but you can go up to seven through flexing so it wouldn't be terribly surprising if one of those games late in the year was flexed and then i know uh we briefly talked about this earlier but sometimes people join a little bit late and so marlon had asked uh can you tell us how gronkowski's injury is going so uh overall quick update on that and then just what we think the injury situation will be for the game thursday for everybody yeah it, being this short week we're going to find out a little bit later this afternoon exactly what his status is um, the thing about it is 
he hasn't practiced. He didn't practice on Monday or Tuesday. Coach Arian said at the beginning of the week, it was going to be very, very close. I think that the fact that he hasn't practiced the last two days is probably not a great sign. Um, so I'm guessing they will, you know, it's a short week and then you got the long week. My guess is that he'll be out one more week and they'll target after that long break, bringing him back in the next game. Uh, Rob had brought up the idea of once all the other DBs are healthy and now having Richard Sherman, just what that's going to look like. And from, he brought up both a, a contract standpoint of moving forward and then just also a, a playing time idea of when, when it's not a filling in for somebody, what do we think that's going to look like? I'm pretty sure that the Bucks feel like that's a cross that bridge when you get to it sort of situation. Um, you know, we needed help and we had to make those moves because the Bucks don't know exactly when either Carlton Davis or Sean Murphy Bunting will be back. Obviously there's hope both will be back this season, but Bruce Arians recently said he doesn't expect them back anytime soon. I get the question when you have Sean Murphy Bunting and Carlton Davis and Jamel Dean, hopefully all healthy at the same time, then what does that make Richard Sherman? Uh, it's a good question. I don't think, I don't think that's really something the Bucks are concerned about at the moment. But we get we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Yeah, that would be one of those good problems to have, yeah. I think, I at it. that point. Um, Dan, I, I, I was so same same Daniel, different Daniel, and uh, Daniel had asked, uh, "Do you think we will blitz more or not as much tomorrow night?" It's always tough blitzing a quarterback like this with Jalen Hurts because he's so good at breaking containment. So if he breaks containment and you've got five or six guys already in the backfield that's obviously fewer defenders to corral him when he gets outside. So I think you want to be cautious with blitzes against him. Um, but, you know, Todd Bowles is an aggressive defensive coordinator. The Bucks are usually pretty high on the list of blitz percentage. So, you know, the, the, but then again, every now and then he, he plays a game like the Super Bowl in Kansas City where he hardly blitzes at all. So I think you just have to take it game by game. But um, you, you hope – with the way that Philly's offensive line has been shuffled, just like the Dolphins has been shuffled a lot this year because of injuries. I mean, they're already down three of their five starters from opening day, both guards and uh, right tackle Lane Johnson. They've moved guys around. The rookie, uh, the, their rookie Landon Dickerson is playing in several different spots. Uh, the only guy that's played every game really is their good center, Jason Kelsey. So um, maybe you hope that you can take advantage of kind of a beat up line and get pressure with four because blitzing against Jalen Hurts could be a bit dangerous. All right. And Richard had asked, what is the, you may have just answered this, frankly, with your last answer inadvertently, but uh, what is the most concerning thing about Philly that the Bucks will have to deal with? No, actually, I would flip it and say the, the biggest concern from Philadelphia is that front line of theirs on defense. They always, always have one of the league's best and most productive front lines because that's how they build their team. And uh, one guy that just, well, to rewind a little bit, as an example of how they build their team in 2020, they signed Javon Hargrave, a defensive tackle who used to play for the Steelers to a pretty big contract at a time when a lot of their fans were saying, why are we spending that when we already got Fletcher Cox and some other great interior linemen when we need receivers and we need cornerbacks and we need offensive linemen, but they knew what they were doing. And Javon Hargrave has turned into a star this year. He's absolutely the most destructive defensive lineman in the league so far through five games, he leads the league in, in pressure percentage and the Eagles very rarely blitz, yet they still get tons of pressure on the quarterback. And that's been true for the last six years in a row. So it's not a fluke that's happening this year. So the Buccaneers 
have to try to keep that great pass rush at bay, especially up the middle with Fletcher Cox and Javon Hargrave. If those guys can collapse the pocket quickly on Tom Brady, Tom Brady, like any quarterback, is going to struggle a lot more. All right, and we'll close with this one. Uh, Shanisha asked, how impressed have you been with Joe Tryon Shoinka so far? Yeah, he's looked great. Um, I was kind of a little surprised that his snaps dropped so much when JPP came back. I thought it'd be a little more even with JPP dealing with a couple injuries, but uh, in the two games that he started, I thought he did a really nice job. Obviously, as he said himself, a couple of his sacks, or at least one of them, was, was basically the product of Vita Vea destroying half the line. But as Bruce Arians pointed out, even so, not a lot of guys can close on the quarterback as quickly as he, he can. And in that one great highlight of Vita destroying two guys and Joe getting the sack, he did look like as soon as that lane opened up, he was shot out of a cannon. As Bruce has said, um, he's going to make mistakes because he's a rookie, but he tends to make mistakes and make plays at top speed all the time. And they like that about him. Okay, I'm going to lie and do one more. I said that was going to be the last one. But uh, Rob asked, uh, do you think that the short week benefits us or Philly more? I'm sorry, I reached my question. Limit. <laughs> that was it. You, you were done. You were off the clock. What you told me was the last one. I'm like, well, I'm turning off my brain. Yeah. Um, only because the Bucks are the road team, I think the short week, it hurts the Buccaneers more. It's an advantage for the home team on any Thursday night game, I think, because there's just so little time. And when you have to add in travel, that takes away a chunk of the time and adds a little bit. I mean, traveling isn't fun. It, it can be a bit tiring. You know, it can be dehydrating. So it's just one thing that the Eagles don't have to deal with that the Bucks do have to deal with. And also the Buccaneers, it, just in this case in particular, not always the case, but just in this case, they do have a worse injury concerns than the Eagles do. And so you have less time to get those guys ready, like we talked about Gronkowski and Winfield. So I think in both those ways, it's an advantage for Philly, but it's just a hurdle the Buccaneers have to overcome. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us on this edition of Buccaneers Insider Live presented by Miller Lite. Casey Phillips here with Scott Smith. Thank you all for tuning in for those great questions and enjoy the game. And maybe if you're in Tampa, head on out to that Bucks Beach Bash this weekend that's going on. It looks like that's going to be a fun time. But either way, enjoy the game tomorrow night. We'll see you next time.